Welcome back to the 10-week pro wrestling crash course. My name is Jeff. I'm a lifelong wrestling fan. And with me is wrestling know-nothing, Elliot. Yeah, I, uh, man, I knew a lot of these names today. You sure I, did. I definitely did. That's the, one of the main reasons I, I wanted to do this is I think it had the best chance of you uh, seeing some folks you recognize and also Royal Rumbles, as we were talking about just before going live. Uh, are somewhat universally loved. Um, my spouse, who's not a wrestling fan, will sit through and watch a Royal Rumble with me because they're just that fun and exciting. Yeah, that, that's the best word. Yeah, that's today's word for me is fun. Yeah, what you've used before. Yeah. But um, that is, of course, not the word of the day. Today's word is heat, as in the Miami heat. Oh, yeah, Any, they're okay. Uh no, back with the big three, they were a little bit bigger, but you know now. Yeah, kind of. I prefer Dwayne Wade and Shaq, but um, Oof, bold statement, so, Cotton. I don't care. <laughs> I'm from Florida. <laughs> Kiss my ass. Miami's my team. It's not really. Um, anyway, um, any idea what heat would mean in the realm of uh, professional wrestling? Are you just building up to something? That's a good way to look at it. It has so much like a lot of uh, wrestling words, they sort of evolve, right? They start off meaning one thing and then they just kind of become colloquial in other uh, reasons. So heat initially, at least I believe the initial meaning was getting a negative reaction from the crowd. So if you're a bad guy, you want heat. You want to go out there. You want them booing you out of the building, right? Because that means you're doing a good job. Um, but it kind of turned into being uh, you can you can have heat as in a good thing. Like if uh, like kind of you're talking about building up if a program or a storyline has momentum and people are loving it, that's heat, you know, like there's yeah. heat behind that. But it could also mean this. I think if I just tell you the phrase that I often hear it in nowadays is Goldberg had heat in the locker room. OK, so what that's think? just beef. Yeah, like the the locker room is kind of turning on you. You know, like if you have heat with the boys, the boys is another term for the wrestlers, um, uh, then that's what would kind of happen, right? Uh, They would turn on you and... But that's what heat means. So there will be times where certain wrestlers will come out to the ring and they would get booed, much like in our week, uh, the match this week, as they enter the ring. So it'd be easy for you to just as a casual viewer to be like, that's the bad guy. That's the good guy. Right. I, I took the crowd's reception as to how much they enjoyed that person um, when they came out on stage. Yeah. And then you can also kind of counteract that with when one of the bad guys gets eliminated that they cheer. They're like, yeah. Woo-hoo! Yeah. 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 And for I'll sure. tell you when watching this, uh, we'll get to it because I'm going to go through each entrant and you just kind of tell me what your thoughts are as they make their way to the ring the first time. And, uh, you know, stop me if there's anything you specifically want to discuss. But before the match starts, I ask you to watch. There's a series of about eight promos oh, that happen. Man, those right are so golden, man. Very good stuff right before the Royal Rumble. So for those who are listening and don't know, Royal Rumble 1992 is what we watched. And this is the Royal Rumble that was used to determine the new world champion. The belt had been vacated. And the yeah, winner, why was it vacated? I was don't it? remember. Oh, okay, I didn't know if there was like some beef or something or something um, happened. I can't. I don't know if it was an injury or what. I th- I'd have to go back and look because... Okay. I honestly don't know why it was vacated. I'll I'll search. Why sure. Was <laughs> the belt vacated. Oh, Great podcasting. Man, this is, yeah, good. This is budget arcade. Level Royal quality. Rumble ninety two. Here we go. Why was the title vacant? Uh oh yes. Okay. Right. Um so the Undertaker was feuding with Hogan and yes. there was like a botched call or whatever and so many times in this ep- the this whole pay-per-view i kind of watch most of it they talk about jack tunney who okay. you yeah. see him at the end presenting the winner with the belt 
and um, he's President Jack Tunney. I, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. That He interested me because he got some heavy booze before the match. Started. Isn't it great? What like, I love about heavy that. Heavy booze. I was like, oh, that, we don't like him. We don't like yeah, the president. I loved that in hindsight because if you watch the NBA, the NFL, whatever, like the NFL, when Roger Goodell comes out to do the draft pick, oh, they blew oh, his app. I love off it. The it's stage. one of the best parts of the draft, one of the few good parts about the draft. And the fact that WWE at the time was able to do the same thing. And then, now I don't, I, I'm guessing one of your questions is is he actually in charge? That was yeah. I was curious about that. He is purely a talent. Okay, that's uh, kind of cool though. I like that. Th- I really like it. I wish they would have kind of kept it. So nowadays, the you know the cr- creative minds of the bosses are kind of part of the storylines and they're known. I kind of miss this time of when it was just kind of in the background, right? There was yeah. just suits that made these calls, and it kind of felt real to me. And I kind of miss that. Uh, I miss a Jack Tunney. Um, but the fact that they're able to get this kind of realistic, we hate the president heat on a fictional leader of the company is, is brilliant yeah. to me. And I think it's awesome. I think it is too. I, that I definitely enjoyed that. I, I noticed it. I picked it up on it right away. Yeah. So it's Jack Tunney vacated the title because basically the match between undertaker and Hogan had some things that were questionable, and the call didn't make sense or whatever. Okay. Doesn't honestly matter. So they're, they're cutting all their promos. Any of those promos stand out? Any favorites? Any duds? Oh, Repo Man, for sure. I know I texted it to you, but man, I love that character. I love he's like slimy and like even during the match, like stalking behind people just to like punch him in the back. I That character is fantastic. I agree. I I loved him as a kid. Now, obviously, he wasn't like my all time favorite because he is kind right. of a a gimmicky kind of character. Um, but I liked that he was so into it, right? Yeah. That you kind of liked it, you know. That's, yeah, that's just, exactly what it was. He fully went like comic book character with it, and when you're given, uh, so like that probably wasn't his idea. Usually, what happens is someone's like, "Hey, you're going to be this." You know, yeah, like he you looks saw, like the Repo Man, though. Yeah, right? So, and he has the mask. Now, actually, that guy is uh, um, actually kind of really well known as one half of the tag team Demolition. Okay. Now, if you look up Demolition, the tag team, you'll see two guys that look like they're in an S&M club. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, <laughs> they are... Uh, on this, uh, I don't know how much of the pay per view you watched. I watched a lot of the opening. I watched the opening, and then I kind of skipped forward because my initial this... intention was to watch the whole thing. I don't blame um, you for not. Yeah. Well, it was, here's what happened: was I just kind of I pushed it off this week, and then my wife got sick for two days, and like it, it, things just got pushed, so I didn't get to it. So I watched like the first opening part, and then I was like, oh, I'm just gonna watch the match, and then if I have time, I'll go back to it. And I just didn't get to it. But I, I was actually interested in it because they were, like, showing the matchups and, and stuff. And I was kind of, like, some of those matches just piqued my interest. Yeah. So the um the whole thing, though, felt so nostalgic of, like, 1992 uh, to me. I, it's like, like, like I don't I th- know how much of the beginning when that's Vince McMahon doing the voiceover at the beginning. Okay. When it's naming all the people who are going to be in the match and the stars you're going to see tonight. And they had those, I guess, like, octagons with the wrestlers yes faces yes, in yes yes oh my gosh it like i i was back as a 12 year old and then you haven't seen that but around this time they also had like special fonts and okay. stuff for characters like stylized things so like sean michaels is in this and he had the heartbreaking and all that stuff loved it yeah yeah so the repo man uh whose real name is barry dorso wrestled a long time uh under with his tag team partner Axe as Demolition. And they had a long run, and for a long, long time, for several decades, they were like the longest, they had the longest title reign okay. of a tag champions ever. So they were kind of a big deal. But they were also, in a lot of ways, seen as a ripoff of the Road Warriors who wrestle in the WWE. Yeah, yeah. 
as the Legion of Doom. They were on this show. Did yes. you get a chance I to did see, see them? That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I, yeah, I did. If you're fast forwarding, you're going to stop and watch the Legion of Doom. Right, you know, like oh yeah, the name do, alone really kind of sold me on it. The red pads with the black yeah. spikes. They got the titles. They're badass. They got weird haircuts, face paint. I love them. At, like everybody loved them. They were like the universally loved thing. Yeah, anyway, I believe it. I I totally believe that. They were wrestling against the uh, uh, earthquake and typhoon, aka the natural disasters, which were basically two fat guys. Uh, but I loved him. Like, I bought into it. So you saw the Reaper Man's promo. You really liked that. Anything else jump out at you? I mean, you? Macho Man, I was always, um, I always knew of Macho Man. You know, he did a lot of TV in other, like, other forms, right? You know, he just popped up in all kinds of stuff. And he had the Slim Jims commercials, you know, like that kind of stuff. So um, with the exception of Hulk Hogan, it was probably Macho Man Randy Savage that I was most familiar with. Were um, there any that's other? I mean, obviously, you'd never heard of the Repo Man before. No, but. I and he was really of the. I'm trying to like think of the opening, like monologues. But all, uh, yeah, um, Undertaker. What happened? Uh, here's my other question. Sorry, fifteen things happening at once. Um, what happened to managers? Is that like not no longer a thing? Boy, um, it is a long. Okay. It is a lost art. So yeah, there I are managers. So. Um. There's a moment you get when uh, Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, comes out. You get to yes. see yeah. Sherry Martel, who is a legend to me. Like she's one of my favorite wrestling personalities of all time. Um, and she was a great manager. She was the woman in that video yes. comforting Booker T when he said the word. Yeah, um, yeah, I remember. Like that. I love her. And and then you saw uh, Paul Bearer, and then on the on the mic throughout when we get to talking about in the booth. You know, Ric Flair has two managers. Man. He has Mr. Perfect and Bobby the Brain Heenan. And the, Bobby the Brain yeah. Heenan is largely considered the best of all time when it comes to managers. I really uh, Nowadays, we really just have Paul Heyman, and that's it. Okay, because they're just like characters, man. They're just like straight characters. Um, yeah. Because like uh, the Undertaker's guy was just like carrying an urn around. Oh. I loved it. Yeah, and doing. I loved it. I well, the loved whole it. thing, like the early Undertaker, and I think even at this point, his power comes from that urn, right? And okay. like, that's like, there's times during the match, you don't get to see it so much in this because it's the Royal Rumble and it's just madness where he'll, he'll his eyes Paul roll Barrow back. Will, well, oh, he did okay. that, yeah, when he got eliminated, but he'll raise it up, Paul Barrow will, and the Undertaker will get a, a burst of strength. And, you know, it's the most absurd thing, but people loved it. I Oh, man, I did. I totally, yeah. I can, I would totally dig it. I can totally get into it. Um, yeah, so let's let's get into the match. And so you actually are get introduced uh, to again my favorite commentary booth, Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Any thoughts about these guys? Yeah, look, these guys I think have the hardest job out of all thirty. But but besides the thirty wrestlers, man, like they have to carry this long match. Yeah, like, what's the official runtime on that? It's over an hour, right? Yeah, it's well over an hour. I'll see if I can find the uh, one hour and two minutes. Yeah, so it's you know like they're just they're nonstop. So they had they held their energy from the start through the end, um, and especially Heaton, who oh was like gosh. full on the whole match. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is he the one that's um, just Pro like, Flair? Yeah, man, yeah. he was just so on Ric Flair. Everything's unfair. How could they do this to my boy? It's not like, fair to Flair. I can't, yeah, like he should win anyway. He's been in there for forty-five minutes. Just give it to it's, him. Yeah, that's I, good enough for me. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I loved their like combat chemistry. So yeah, they're so combative with each other. Because one will ask something innocent, or you know, and he'll be like, "I don't give a hell shit." Like, shut up, man. Like, yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. The Classically, whole time, is. The will you stop is it this a gorilla is, monsoon thing? Like Bobby the Brain Heenan will say something, and he'll go, "Will you stop?" You know, and yeah. it's just kind of classic. It's great. It's great. I this feels. I know I said it earlier. It's it feels so nineties, like so early nineties, in the best way. Yeah, like this is what I when I think of wrestling, this is what I think of. Yeah, is I this. agree because you got the crazy characters like Repo Man, Big yeah. Boss Man. Every like this was kind of right on the brink of when everybody just kind of became an occupation yeah you know and i, I kind, and it's like i loved it 
you know, and nowadays it wouldn't work like I'm I'm the trash guy. You know, which <laughs> yeah, there was yeah, a, yeah. <laughs> there was Duke the dumpster Drosy who was really a sanitation, you know, specialist or whatever the proper term is. So they've had everything. They had a baseball guy, uh a hockey guy called the goon. Everything. Yeah, so good. So yeah. yeah, I like the the calling was fantastic. This might have been the best calling that we've watched so far. Um because yeah, of how long it was and how long they and they do they just they don't stop. Yeah, and they Gorilla don't stop. Is the man. I love Gorilla Monsoon. He's my favorite play by play guy. Um I can never he never oversells, you know, he never underdoes it. He's got this constant proper energy, right? Where there's times where Jim Ross will like overdo it with the energy yeah to the point where it becomes unbelievable and it's like my one criticism and that's the guy most people say is the best yeah i yeah. prefer gorilla because he's a lot more steady and he's from my childhood which definitely helps yeah, which always yeah makes it a thing yeah i could i can see myself like starting in 1990 and just watching these like oh, dude you, you know what i mean it. I, hope I can love it. I can see myself doing that. The Survivor like, Series cool. matches where they they have teams of four and they eliminate each other. I loved those as a kid. Yeah, yeah. The, the like I said, just the sounds, the even like I said, the graphics, right? Where you're just like, oh, this like these very general basic graphics, but there's just yeah. something about that. Even just like the film, the tint of the of the screen yep. that I'm watching, you know, it just the all feels like that. 90s it's, grain. I yeah, love. it really. I I can see how you can appreciate something like this. Um, from your childhood, like watching it decades later, where like you're just like this I is... was riveted. I rewatched. I, I can week. totally, I totally imagine that. Is I can. Yeah, totally I knew every that. beat of this match, and I was like, "This is so good." Like, there's a point midway through the match where it's like chaos, and I'm like, "This is awesome." And you know, and then later, kind of slows down and it picks back up for the finale. Yeah. So I... did... go ahead. No, no, no. You go. I was going to ask, without saying who, but did you pick the winner? So I was trying to, I was watching and they, here's one of the give offs that I saw was he kept saying like, oh, this is the longest anyone's ever lasted. I knew once Rick had meet like the threshold of being there, the longest in history, I was like, oh, he's probably going to just win it. Um, I didn't expect the outcome that it happened that way, but I didn't pick him in the beginning because I was just like, man, there's no way he's going to last, you know, like. 58 minutes or whatever yeah and at the know? time no one had yeah um, it was like the no one had won it who had been in the top first four or five people picked or something right something i think like even that. earlier so the very next year um the winner of the royal rumble will have drawn number one so really who was that wait, no, no 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 next year's okay. yokozuna it's the year after that so um anyway yeah. uh so Another voice of my childhood is in the ring explaining the rules. Howard Finkel. Um, he, he's the guy who says, uh, you know, it's now time for the Royal Rumble match. And he explains the rules. This guy I love so much. <laughs> and yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. No, you're good. Let me. Oh, no. If, yeah, he, his so, face is. Yeah, is super recognizable to me, too. Yeah. And his his phrase is and do like when yeah uh someone wins the title he'll say and new or and still and when he does that it's just i'm i'm 11 yeah I'm 11 again yeah yeah, yeah yeah it's awesome so uh we start out the royal rumble for the world championship drawing number one and drawing number two is the british bulldog and dibiase Ted DiBiase. Now, we had talked briefly on another episode about the Million Dollar Man and his gimmick. Uh, this is your first time getting to see him along with the late, great Sherry Martell. Okay. I, um... So, there's a lot of guys that look very similar that I... They, they look just like... They're just like, oh, blue pants guy, black pants guy. You know, um... British Bulldog did a great job because he looked like the British Bulldog and he yeah. lasted forever. And he has the dreadlocks. Yeah. 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 So he's there's a, a, and he's a giant, you know, there's a, a handful of guys whose names sounded familiar to me. And then a handful of guys who looked familiar to me. But, um, I mean, really like the big, the big names to me were the ones that like, Can't you know, late. Your, your Roddy Piper's, um, 
you're, you're savage. You're, um, I am, I believe, I think it's Virgil. I think I was familiar with him too. Virgil is one of the the great stories of, he was uh, essentially an indentured servant to the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. And then he finally turns on him and he got a really good response when he came out. So I'm thinking this is shortly after that, uh, because, you know, he, he finally turned on the bad guy and everybody was rooting for him. I did note notice um, that this is definitely a 90s product in some of the ways that people were described where I was like, oh, you cannot say that. Like, you cannot. Oh. You've not. You've not been able Tito to say Santana. that. For, like someone was accused of stealing while they were in the back waiting to come out. I think it was Virgil that they were like, oh, yep. he's been in the back for 20 minutes. Who knows so, how many bags he went through? And you're like, I was like, oh, my God. I, I love Bobby Heenan. But uh, yes, there was that. And then two notable. So Tito Santana comes out. And at this time, he's wrestling as El Matador. Um, I loved Tito Santana before he used to team with another guy named Rick the Model Martel, but he wasn't the model back then. But they were called Strike Force. And they were awesome. Um, but in this, he makes a joke about a jalapeno. And then, like, someone's beating him up. And he's like, he's turning him into yes, guacamole. guacamole. Yes, yes. Yeah. There, that. Um, I think the Did Warlord was, well. a, was another one. And then there was even there, there was a couple where I was like, whoa. Like, I, as a white guy, a very privileged white male, I, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, back then, I would have not even, it would never even cross my mind. I, a, I wouldn't have been old enough to understand that. But, like, yeah. I would never have even crossed my mind. But now, as a 36 year old man, I'm like, Holy shit! You can't say that kind of stuff. Um, has there been like a backlash of that at all with with wrestling? Um, generally speaking, wrestling kind of gets a pass, man. Like in general, yeah. it's weird. Like it's in this bubble where everything, like it just didn't matter. I don't know why, uh, but the only thing they've really gotten hammered about where they've had to change was um, substance abuse. For like sure, steroids, because there's sure. a big time in the late '90s where wrestlers were just dropping dead at 40. You know, yeah, yeah, that will do it. And and then CTE, right? Okay. They don't do the chair yeah, shots sure. and things like that. But yeah. outside of that, there really hasn't been a big backlash. Yeah, because um, you know, realistically, for me as an outsider, modern wrestling looks very like welcoming of a lot of different races and creeds and oh, it's ages definitely and stuff. better now. Like, it it and, seems and, very. Like, down with that. Yeah, and I have a match to remedy this issue, but you've noticed one thing missing from every match we've watched so far. Is it women? Women. We haven't yeah. watched any uh, outside of, like, Sharon Martel being And that's, Martel like, a big a thing, major. right? Like, that's a... Mm-hmm. Now, currently, I know there... I can't think of their names now off the top of my head, but, like, well, if, as soon as you say Charlotte modern... Flair. F- yeah, yeah, yeah. Would be the big one, Um, you know, which is contextually... We'll get into we'll get into the women's wrestling side of things yeah. in a few weeks. Um, when we when I do have a women's match for you, and I also want to talk about the history and why it took so long. And it wasn't because there wasn't enough talent; it's because the short sightedness of people who create wrestling. Yeah, I can see that. Um, anyway, again, we'll get fun. into that. Yeah. So. Pa- so number three, Ric Flair comes out. One thing I've noticed this time watching it, so Heenan and Gorilla kind of like, Gorilla sort of laughs at Heenan, oh, he ain't winning, and Bobby's like, damn it, you know? Right. But right before that, they show Flair doing a promo where he already knows he's coming out third. Third, that's right, yes. And I'm like, wait a minute, did they not? And so in my suspending disbelief mind, which is easy for me to do with pro wrestling. I'm like, Oh, they just must not have seen that promo. Right. Sure. You know, they're, they're not, they're there for watch what's in the ring. They might have right, a bathroom right. break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can write around that in my head, but for television wise, it wasn't consistent. Yeah. That's uh I did notice him. I do remember him saying he was number three and I guess I didn't put the two and two together um, of, of that, but it didn't do anything to me. I wasn't, well, you know. So in a couple years, um, uh, Shawn Michaels wins the Royal Rumble from number one. And they kind of do a similar thing where it's big man is on the call. And he's like, oh, you bet he's not going to win coming out at number one. Right. And of course he does, you know. 
Um, several people have won from number one now. Um, a lot, actually. It's kind of getting old. Yeah, so it's not. Yeah, but yeah. it's like this middle of the pack where no one wins. Like, you yeah. know, 10 through 19. Like, no one ever wins. Uh, well, you, I sure could tell that the, the lot of, I mean, I think um, Randy Savage was like the first of the real big names to come out. Um, and he was like. Well, Flair. Flair. Well, yeah. Well, besides yeah. Flair, like from Flair on, I don't think there was anyone. No. That I well, was really like, oh, yeah, until him. But. Yeah. So we'll we'll run down. Oh, no, we'll Undertaker. Skip, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Yeah, we'll yeah. skip a couple of these unknown guys because there's Jerry Skaggs, who's one half of the Nasty Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, well, funny, uh, if anyone wants to look this up, there's an independent wrestling team called the Gym Nasty Boys, which <laughs> I've seen here wrestle locally. They are fantastic. Just look them up. There's a match where if uh, that happens at Fest Wrestling, and if you look closely, you might see someone in an orange hat that looks familiar. Um, so he comes out. Haku comes out. The yeah, only those, thing I re- and those two get out real fast. Yeah. Um, Jerry Skaggs is in for a minute six. Haku is in for a minute 51. Now, Haku, the funny thing about him is he is known as being the truest badass in the locker room. Like, as big and as strong as Hogan and Sid Vicious and all these British Bulldog are, none of them would fuck with Haku. Like, <laughs> and for him just being this low level, you know, he never really gets bigger than this. Yeah, yeah. And he never really gets, you know, lower. It's just, he's just this guy that's in the locker room that just could kick anyone's ass so no one messes with him. Uh, so at, stop me when you have a thought, but at number six, we get the legendary Shawn Michaels. Yeah, is he pretty big at this point? That is a name I was familiar with, but I wasn't super familiar with his appearance. Yeah, so, well, also, this is really young Shawn Michaels. He has wrestled uh, with his tag team partner, Marty Jannetty, and they were a tag team for a long time called the Rockers, and they kicked ass, man. They were flipping all over the place. It was awesome. And... It's on this show if you wanted to go back and find it, but they show their breakup, which to this date, in my opinion, is the best tag team breakup of all time. Okay. Uh, They have um, a trend now and even back then as wrestlers hosting their little segments. And so Brutus the Barber Beefcake hosts a sequence called or a, a show called The Barber Shop, and he'd interview wrestlers on there. And he interviewed the Rockers, you know, and they made up. And then uh, Shawn Michaels super kicks him in the face, dumps him through a window. And it's from there on out, you know, Shawn Michaels is the bad guy to go on to have one of the greatest careers of all time. And Marty Jannetty is now a meme for any time there's a tag team when they break up. You'll hear people say, oh, that's the Jannetty. Because oh. Shawn Michaels <laughs> goes on to be the greatest of all time. Yeah. And then there's Janetti, um, which He's, is unfair to him, but, yeah. you know. I gotcha. Uh, so then we get Tito Santana, the aforementioned Tito Santana, uh, one of the greats. I love Tito. He's like one of the like actual nice guys, I think. Um, as El Matador, we already talked about the racist stuff that Bobby right. the Brain Heenan said about yeah. him. Then we get the Barbarian, which is another... Bleh, who cares now number nine texas tornado also known as carrie von eric this guy's actually kind of interesting because in this match you can't tell but he only has one foot you're kidding he is wrestling on one foot he has like a block or something in there some sort of prosthetic or something oh uh, but he he lost a foot in a motorcycle accident wow i didn't notice that at all yeah, does that can't. ever come into does that ever come into play? No, sadly, uh, this gentleman uh, commits suicide. He's dealt a lot with mental health. Um, there is a movie coming out that you'll want to keep an eye on. It's called I think the Iron Claw. Okay, um, and it's starring uh, Zach Efron as this guy's brother. Uh, but it's about that family, the Von Erich family. Uh, this is Carrie Von Erich, who's the Texas Tornado, and about how tragic of a family. Um, they have dealt with uh, and a lot of suicide and things like that in the family. So it's going to be a really uplifting film probably. Yeah, yeah. But I bet it's crazy interesting, right? The I other, mean, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm yeah. a wrestling fan. Um, but I also like Zac Efron. Um, 
Yeah, and I'm not too. ashamed to admit it. No, he's I, awesome. yeah, he's good. He's great. Yeah. No, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, he's he plays everybody. my favorite Von Eric, Kevin, but he's too buff in the movie. <laughs> he's he actually looks more like Carrie, who's this huge buff guy that you saw, and then Kevin is like the mini me version of that, little slimmer, little faster. But anyway, um. I was going to say something else about him. So he and Flair had wrestled for the championship before. Uh, and He beat Flair years ago um, for the old NWA World Championship. Number 10 is the Repo Man. We already know. Love him. Love him. Repo Man's Love awesome. Love the Repo I, Man. The fact that you texted me that filled me with joy. Because oh, man. I... I love the Repo Man for the same reason, right? Yeah, he's, just, he's fun. He's just fun. That's I, I. That's why I think like if I just started in the '90s, I would be like super into it because like I love that. I love the characters. I love a good character because that's what this is, right? To me, right now, I'm like more into the characters than the story because well, I don't know much of the story. So I love like someone that stands out, and he just stands out. Yeah, and you're going to like immediately take notice of the Repo Man. And I think to me that's this era of wrestling is when I fell in love with it and when I turned the channel to it and I saw this guy and then later on you see the big boss man who's a cop, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And well, it's just they, funny cuz he's just like sneaking around. The Repo Man just sneaking around in the yeah. middle of a ring where he's like there's no shadows or anything. He's just like sliding around. <laughs> and I'm just like this is so ridiculous, man. And then but he, he's successful. He takes out like three or four guys, doesn't he? He takes out two guys. He yeah, takes out yeah. uh, Greg Valentine and Nikita Koloff. Nikita Koloff was the other one I think I liked, too. He was out real fast, but he just, like, he was the Russian dude, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they even talked about how, like, the Russians could use a win. It just, <laughs> <laughs> to me, it just was great. It was just so fun. It's just fun. Yeah. So we had Big Boss Man at 13. Had you heard of Big Boss Man? Um, I feel like I have. I definitely had seen him before, though. Um, yeah, he's been around a long time. Yeah, the, um, the outfit definitely stood out to me. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and he it, comes in and just, like, takes charge, too, which I really liked as well. Like, I, he just the thing I like about him is he's a fat guy. Yeah, but he he's also, a big like, dude. kicks ass. Like, he's fast. Oh, he's like a refrigerator, man. He's yeah. like a moving fridge. Yeah. His name's Ray Trailer, and he's wrestled uh, under other names, but uh, to me, he's always the big boss, man. Um. Which, you know, he's a cop and he'll wrestle people and the loser will have to go to jail and stuff. Oh, nice, nice, nice. It's awesome. See every, and they mentioned handcuffs and stuff, I'm assuming. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, When, he turns, yeah, when yeah, he's yeah. a heel, he'll like handcuff the good guy to the ropes and beat what him up. What a good stuff. heel a cop would be. Oh, especially just, nowadays. Oh, yeah. Hey, Mark. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, forgot about that. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, so then we get Hercules, who's one half of power and glory. Uh, he's eliminated in under a minute. No real notes there. And then 15. This is so about the time we start seeing uh, some stars. Yeah, you yeah. Know, we're halfway through. We get Roddy Piper, who earlier that evening had won the Intercontinental Championship from the Mountie, who had held it That's for a right. total of two days. I was going to say, he had just won it, right? Yeah. yeah the, just, the Mountie looks cool to me. Oh, I love the Mountie. He's okay. underrated, in my opinion, because he's a great heel. Um, like he just oozes like there's those guys like the repo man and the Mountie, which their gimmicks are stupid, Yeah, but they, they just say, I'm going to make it work. I'm going to give it all. They and zone man, it. Yeah. I love that. The Mountie is one of those guys to me. I can, I love the Mountie. He's got the, the Canadian accent and he's smug and he has one of those shock sticks, like oh, a cattle prod and nice. use it on I need people. to go back. I do need to go back and watch this whole episode. Watch some of his promos. There's one yeah. with a horse where he, he lifts the tail of the horse and he's like, this end is pointing to the United States. You know? Oh, that's so good. Uh, yeah. That's the kind of shit I love. Yeah, he's um, awesome. And and Piper usually has a kilt on, yes? Yeah, but he already wrestled, right? Okay. So when he came I, out in his, okay. his first match, uh, you'll hear Bobby say, it's a skirt, not a kilt. And then, yeah, when, yeah. then he uh, Bobby helps Ric Flair briefly. And he goes, I take it back. It's a kilt, not a skirt. And then he turns back <laughs> on Flair. He goes, no. It's a skirt, not a kill, you know, just yeah, good. classic Bobby. Yeah, yeah. Um, So Piper's awesome. Then we get Jake the Snake, the snake. Roberts. And I knew oh. Jake the Snake. I was very sure familiar you. with Jake, Jake the Snake. I was kind of fishing a little bit when I asked you about the promos to see what you thought about Jake Roberts. 
uh, he's sort of an underrated, not among wrestling fans, I would say, understated maybe, but his promos are so good because they're always even keel and level. And he just kind of talks in a drone. He's like, when we get in, you know, I'll have yeah, to find one of his classics. Maybe that's why, maybe that's what he, he was uh, so different. Maybe that's why he didn't stand out with the. But he does stand out in a wrestling world because everybody else is like, so let opposite, me tell you something, yeah. brother, we'll be getting that ring. You know, yeah, because there was a lot of that. Yeah, he's way more measured. Um, and I'll find uh, uh, off pod. I'll send you like one of his great promos because he's awesome. Nice. Like he's like, look at my eyes. I'm not the, these aren't the eyes of a stable man, you know, and like, yeah, yeah, he's that's awesome. Good. That's, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. And then the guy I surprisingly surprised myself, got the most excited for comes out next. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Is Any he the one the, that comes out with, did he come out with the two by four? Two by four. And then he had the trunks. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jim Duggan famously won the very first Royal Rumble. Okay. And his gimmick is that he loves America. Oh. And, and like he comes out and he goes, ho, and it's classic. And and then he points at the crowd. He does a three, like, he'll point to the crowd three times in quick succession. And they all know, USA. Yeah, that's and cool. he could do that today. Yeah, if he goes still- into an arena, points at the crowd, three, it just breaks out. He yeah, could do it in cool. Japan. And they would just go, USA, yes. That, yeah, that's cool. like, and I love him because he's like, he just beats people up. He's a big fat guy. I got to thank for fat guys because yeah, I I'm it. a fat guy. Yeah. Um, right there. With so you. when they're in there, you know, Jim Duggan always kind of reminded me of my dad a bit, you know? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, and in my opinion, at 18, the guy who gets the biggest booze, the most heat is Erwin R. Scheister. Is that the IRS guy? Yeah, he's the tax man. He's there forever, man. He's well, that's because. All right. So one of the things that they do for Royal Rumble, since they're such long matches, is they'll put the workers out first. Now, we haven't gone over what that means, but the worker is the person who's really good at wrestling. They have really good cardio. They can go all day. Flair is a worker. British Bulldog, DiBiase, uh, Shawn Michaels. Uh, actually, and uh, Macho Man. These are guys who can just go in there and put on a show for a full hour. Erwin R. Scheister, whose real name is escaping me at the moment. Um, uh, Mike Rotunda. He is a worker. He's a, a an amateur wrestler, and so he can go a long time. So he's in there for about a half hour. Yeah, he was in there forever. And he stands and he, out so much more than everybody else because he's actually... Wearing a shirt. shirt. Yeah. You're like, oh, there's IRS. Yeah, he's awesome. And so he at one point teamed with the Million Dollar Man, and they were uh, Money Incorporated, which is one of of my favorite uh, tag teams. I have a a box that has the the pops. It has them both in the same pop box, you know, the vinyl thing. That's cool. That's how much I love them. They're, They're awesome. But I always, when I was watching this, I had the thought, I'm like, damn it. He should have teamed with The Undertaker. And then they would have been Death and Taxes. Oh, Death and Taxes would be good. That would be awesome. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good, man, that's a missed opportunity. I think so, too. But, you know, that's just me. Uh, number 19, Jimmy Snuka. I don't know if you know anything about Superfly Jimmy Snuka. No. As a kid, I really liked him. He would jump off the cages and he wore tiger pants. Uh <laughs> He is largely rumored and allegedly uh, believed to have murdered his wife, Um, but there's no proof of it. And then when he went to trial, he's not mentally fit to stand trial. And again, that's all speculation, not speculation, but alleged. Uh, So we're just going to move on from him. Number 20, The Undertaker. Fantastic entrance. Um, He even looks like a younger. He looked young to me. Yeah. Yeah. even his outfit just looked like younger than normal. You know, it just looks like he's not the Undertaker that I was familiar with. Yeah, um, I think surprisingly to me, Undertaker's going to be the wrestler I think we see the most on this show. Because we we had uh, a Foley and Undertaker, then Undertaker's right. in this match, and then I have uh, another Undertaker match later on. But um, 
yeah, any thoughts about the, seeing the taker in I, action? I like him. I you know he was another one of those names that I heard a lot of. Um, you know, in the in the real world, the non wrestling world, his name his he popped up all the time. Um, you would see him on like a Nickelodeon show, right, doing something weird, uh, at, like a promo kind of yeah. thing. You know, I so you would see him all the time, and he did kind of like startle me as a kid. Um, where I found his creepiness kind of cool, you know, like where you're just interested in in this kind of thing. Yeah. What'd so. you think of Paul Bear, his um, manager? I loved him. I loved him. Yeah. He, he's so weird and like pasty looking, and oh, yeah, and he gosh. makes that. Yeah, he walks around. Yeah, I, he's fantastic. I didn't know that was his name, but that's even better now. That's even right. Yeah, his real yeah, name. Yeah. Well, it's not his real name, but it, uh, Percy Pringle is oh, uh, another God, wrestling a, name. Oh, I was gonna say that's that a great name by. too. I, I don't think that's real, but he often went by Percy Pringle. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, after that, we get Macho Man. Fantastic. Love him. Yeah, Macho Man's awesome. Yeah. Um, you saw his promo. Of course, it stood out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got to show you the cream of the crop promo at some point. It's really good. He, and he looked young to me, too. You know, This is actually kind of late for him. Is it? Um, okay. He's starting to... You, he look, I got to show you a picture of him in his. Well, he looked like Bonesaw at the end of his career, right? Yeah, and that's what gigantic I, that, monster. Yeah, which is what I'm more familiar with, right? Yeah. You know, so I guess that's what I'm kind of comparing him to. Yeah, because he's definitely a lot more svelte here. Yeah. Um, but one thing he does, and did you did they talk about it? Um, so the rules of the Royal Rumble are: if you yes. go over the top rope, your feet hit the floor, you are out of the match. Right. But you have to be put there by somebody they that that is that's, not a real rule okay, okay that's what yeah so he accidentally <laughs> he fell messed up okay like and it wasn't even accidentally like there have been times you know because they got him hang over the rope sometimes sure. you know and they, they they and so many times it's the um the the near the near eliminations that are exciting and sometimes those near eliminations go wrong um you know, there's a guy years ago that got knocked out and they kind of improvised a way to have, but he was important in the story later and they improvised a way for him to get back in the ring. They did it on the fly. This one was so messy. Because, yeah, because the commentators the whole time were just like, yeah, he well, should be out. He should be out. Let's. Yeah, because, and they're right. So one of the things that um, WWE referees are told to do is when you're doing your three count, if the guy forgets to kick out, and you know he's supposed to, you just count it and you move on, right? Okay. You don't show people that wrestling is uh, predetermined, right? You just you count yeah. the three and we'll figure it out later. And in this, because he had to be one of the final four, you know his big rivalry is with uh, with uh, Jake the Snake. And what you don't see is that uh, at SummerSlam. I believe it was the previous year. He uh, Macho Man married Miss Elizabeth, the first lady of pro wrestling. And at the reception, when he's opening presents, there's a damn King Cobra in there, you know, (laughs) that's fantastic. Jake, the snake put it there. Uh, So that's why he's after Jake, the snake. That's so good. Damn. That Uh, kind of stuff. I was like, when you say stuff like that to me, I'm just like, man, I really missed out. Like a 12 year old me would have been like, this is the greatest damn thing ever. Yeah, it, it is awesome. Um, and we'll get, when we get to Rick Martell, I'll tell you another great Jake, the snake, he had some great rivalries. He's awesome. Um, but yeah, so they had to cover for him and initially, and I don't think they knew, you know, commentators usually don't know what's going to happen. Sometimes they do. Some commentators prefer to be surprised. And so it comes across as genuine. Sure. Yeah. I would think that I can see that being, and and based on the way these guys call this, they they call it like they see it, right? They say, Oh, he eliminated himself. He was. They thought that was part of the story. Is that this guy is so blind with rage? Yeah, they say that. Yeah, yeah. That he jumps out and attacks him and and inadvertently eliminates himself. And if you leave it at that and you go to the back, it's fine and wonderful. But someone got in their ear was like, no, he's got to get back in the ring. And so they bullshit some rule that has never happened before. Yeah, and has never been used again since. Right. It's just for the Macho Man to get back into the match. It's kind of the the biggest glaring problem with this match, in my opinion. Yeah, I did. I did catch on to that. I did catch that. But again, if you're there, do you think that's a thing that people there, some people there might catch and others are just missing? Uh, 
Because there's so much happening, too. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's possible you just missed that. Or, and you could even, like, if, again, as a wrestling fan, you're you're already kind of suspending disbelief. You're like, ah, maybe the refs didn't see it, you know? Oh, And got sure. back in. Yeah, or or yeah. maybe we're missing something because they're not hearing commentary. Oh, that's and, true, too. Yeah. I don't so think of that. That sort of thing. Uh, next is the Berserker. No thoughts on that guy. He sucks. Uh, <laughs> Virgil, who we already went into a little bit. Yeah. And then Colonel Mustafa. Oh my gosh, I lo- I, I don't want to love that, but I was like, you yeah. know, nineteen ninety. So, I placed myself in nineteen ninety two as I'm watching this, and in nineteen ninety two, I loved this. In, so he in works. Twenty twenty three. I'm just like, nah. he works. He works for, for Saddam Hussein. Yes, yes. They brought a, Saddam Hussein inserted him. Yes. Now here's the thing, that guy is actually the Iron Sheik. Oh, okay. Now you've probably heard the name. There's a I've great heard the document. Name. Yeah, yeah. There's a documentary on that you could probably find called Sheik, which is about him and his drug use. Um, and he's also a great follower on tw- follower on Twitter. Okay. Um, he'll just be like, "Fuck the sunburn," you know, and just yeah. like over and over. He's awesome. Uh, but in this, there was uh, a WrestleMania the year before, um, because we're approaching WrestleMania eight at the time of this match, but at WrestleMania seven, Hulk Hogan wrestled Sergeant Slaughter, who up until this point was a Patriot, but he sold out to Saddam Hussein and Colonel Mustafa was there, you know, and they were kind of a group of, uh, Iraqi sympathizers or not. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so stupid. Like there's a point where, uh, Sergeant Slaughter received the gift from saddam hussein and it was like oh. these pointed boots oh man oh. really good oh, really good oh man that's crazy <laughs> oh man <laughs> that's just bonkers that's just <laughs> man that's just like a and again as a, as a white guy could you imagine at this now a wrestler still... getting into the ring and being My like gosh. look at what i got from Putin. <laughs> look well, so um, my wife and I have been watching um, that '70s show. We've been going through the whole series, um, yeah. The last month and a half, and it, and one episode they go to a, a wrestling match that's got some wrestlers in it, um, and uh, there are some not so savory wrestlers there of where you're in in nineteen seventy four or whatever. You're like, oh yeah, 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 but now you would be like, oh, you can't do this, man. It's just kind of it's just crazy yeah. how. It's just a whole different world. It's just yeah, yeah, and he's gone pretty quickly. He gets out pretty fast. He, too, yeah, right? he's out pretty quickly because yeah. he's like, not uh, yeah. There's no reason for him to be in the match, yeah. um, other than filler. Uh, next, we get Rick the Model Martell. Now, I fucking love Rick Martell. Uh, he's the other half of Strike Force uh, okay. with Tito Santana, yeah. but he's the model. His gimmick is he's a model at this point, and he had a rivalry with Jake Roberts back when Jake Roberts was a face. And he would always come to the ring with an atomizer, but it wasn't like a regular atomizer. It looked like one that had the barrel on the end that like you would have bug spray in like this old school thing. (laughs) Yeah. But it was filled with his perfume called arrogance and he would spray it on the crowd. And when he'd get in the ring, he'd spray it and walk through it. Arrogance. And he was having an interview with Jake Roberts and he sprays Jake in the face. And Jake wears later on these uh, contacts to wipe that eye out. And he's like, you blinded me in my eye. Uh, you know, and as a kid, I bought it. I was like, you son of a bitch. Like, yeah, it was that's awesome. So good. That's great. I miss the good stuff. Um, anyway, love Rick Martell. Uh, then finally, at 26, Hulk Hogan comes out. Yeah, and I mean he's exactly he's exactly what I think I thought of him. You know, he looks like ripping the shirt, using the shirt to choke people. He plays pretty dirty. I've noticed that Hogan. This is the thing. We'll get to it when we get to the finish. But there's a reason people turned on Hulk Hogan. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he we'll plays get dirty. To it. Yeah, he definitely. And plays as dirty. I was rewatching this, I'm like, no wonder I didn't like this guy. Yeah. And we'll get to it because okay. the end of this show sets up his WrestleMania match, but okay. it yeah, also yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. make any sense. 
Uh, after that is Skinner, who is a guy with who's the, you heard him called the Alligator Man. He yeah, sucks. the Alligator Man. Yeah, he's garbage. Okay. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Fantastic. Love Sergeant Slaughter. I. He's awesome. I knew everything. Not everything about him, but I knew the look, the glasses, the outfit. I just I could pick him. I knew Sergeant Slaughter. He I could have picked iconic. him out from the lineup. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yes. Twenty nine. We get Sid Justice. Who? Um. Man, his golden locks. He is not named a, correctly. Man. He, so he used to be Sid Vicious okay. before he came to this company. Um, and then he's Sid Justice because he's a, a baby face at this time. And then this ending is him turning heel, which we'll get into because I have oh, a lot to okay. say. Okay. Um, and uh, finally at 30, we get the Warlord. Which he had a lot of hype for and then was out like so two minutes he, later. So he, I think it may be the next year or the year after, uh, loses in like one and two, three seconds or something. Okay. Uh, like it's kind of like a joke. <laughs> yeah. He sucks. Um, so we get to the end, right? It's down to uh, Sid, Hogan, Flair, Macho Man. Right. Uh, so Macho Man gets eliminated. So then it's Sid, Flair, Hogan. And Hogan is trying to eliminate Flair. Right. Got him kind of hanging over the rope. From behind comes Sid Justice, and he dumps Hogan out. Just, yeah, pushes him right. Yeah, yeah. Which, by the rules, is what you do. Right. Right? You're down to the final three. Yeah. I so wanted to get a t-shirt that said, Sid Justice did nothing wrong. <laughs> so, Hogan, the biggest baby face in the history of wrestling, gets butt hurt. Yeah, I just pull. I yeah, yeah. He's been eliminated. He should have no further say in anything that happens in this match. He grabs Sid and distracts him, and that allows Flair to dump him out. Flair wins the world championship. We'll get to that. But why? <laughs> like the the crowd isn't happy about this. They're like, oh, why is this his heel turn? I don't, I don't know. I'm asking you. You're not the longtime wrestling fan, but I just watched this. I'm like, this is so stupid. All Sid Justice did was stick to the rules of the match, found an opportunity to eliminate arguably the strongest competitor, do it, and then the babyface who says his prayers and eats his vitamins and prays is a sore loser who's butt hurt, and he pulls Sid Vicious out of the ring. Right. What the hell? Yeah, it was kind of I, I I could I saw it coming as soon as he started pulling on him on Sid, I knew what was going to happen. Um, you, you could just I could just see it coming, but it is uh, and the um, refs don't do anything about because he's like Hogan's complaining to the the referees about something for he can't, what you know for being legitimately eliminated with no cheating, like. Why is Hogan? <laughs> I mean, it just justified to me why I don't like this guy. Yeah, um, this this must have really sat rough with you for a while, huh? Well, I don't know. Uh, no, not so much, but it just kind of was like, why did I not? Because the era I was watching, I should have been into Hogan. Sure. But I never was. I was into Mr. Perfect, who you got to saw, who got to see at several points. I was into Shawn Michaels, Repo Man. You know, I liked the mid-card guys, the guys who could really... I liked Randy Savage. I loved Sid Justice. I thought he was awesome. He just looked like he could eat a bus. Oh, dude, um, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I liked Texas Tornado at the time, Roddy Piper, Jake Roberts. I loved all those guys, but I never got into Hogan. And I think because this isn't the only time something like this happens. Okay. Like... Um, WrestleMania four, right? Uh, Macho Man wins the title, but then Hogan like just has to hog the spotlight, and he gets in the ring and celebrates with him and points to him, and it's like, get the fuck out of here! Like this is his moment, and then like he like hits on Miss Elizabeth, and Macho Man gets sp- anyway. Hogan sucks. I. Uh, and I- did you ever hear the story about Hogan turning down the George Foreman grill? 
No, that rings a bell. But I thought it was Chuck Norris. No, it was. Um, I so I used to I I watched Hogan knows best for way too many episodes. Oh, I have no job. idea why. No idea why. Probably just bored out of my mind in college or something. Right, it was that time when you were watching MTV to be a cool kid. Probably that that not probably yeah definitely doing that yeah. Um, and he told that story where he was like. He was getting offered some new thing that was stupid looking, and he was like, "Well, I don't want this to be a George Foreman like issue like last time. Like, you know, I turned that down. Yeah, you know, and whatever the was new it thing, the shake weight. I don't know what it, it was. was. Something stupid like that, though. <laughs> that like I kind of kind of knew of, you know, but it was like I was like, oh, don't do this, Terry. Like, don't do this, man. This is not going to go well for you. So it's funny that uh, he's like." But even from that show, he always kind of came off kind of um, just not my kind of guy. Oh, on, on yeah, because the there's stuff that's come out. Uh, well, and then that that's like on top of like all right. Yeah. The, 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 the fact that he was, comments. Well, uh, the fact that he's dating someone who looks identical to his daughter is definitely a little weird to me. Uh, well, her mom. True, I don't fair, so here fair. let me defend him on that a little okay, bit. Okay, I'll give you that. Because one. he married a woman who looks like his daughter before his daughter was ever born, right? True so that, true that. That was his type. But 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 she is like his daughter's age. Yes. So it was yes. a little yeah. He's he's still gross. Um and then yeah. he had the the racist stuff and you know. Yeah. I've never been a fan so it didn't hurt me to cancel him out of my life yeah, one bit. Sure. Um Although there was a Hollywood Hogan phase that I was kind of digging him a bit. His heel work was pretty good. Yeah, because it's anyway. a cool thing, right? Like, it's a cool thing to be... He was so the opposite of that, right? Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, and he finally owned his debaggery that he'd been yeah, doing for yeah. years as Hulk Hogan. And you just did the same shit. And then... Yeah. But anyway, wore black and now he was evil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we get Ric Flair wins, uh, much to the delight of Bobby the Brain Heenan. Yeah. And uh, I asked you to watch the promo at the end. Did you get a chance to do yeah. that? Yeah. Woo! How good was that? Woo! It, was, it was fantastic. Again, With he, a tear he, in yeah. my eye. Yes. Yeah. This is the greatest day of my life. Uh, and then you've got <laughs> just a great moment with. Again, I'm a huge Mr. Perfect fan. Mr. Perfect's like, we're not the type of guys to say we told you so. Yeah. And then he looks at Bobby, but we told you so. Woo! Yeah, it's great. It's the best thing ever. Well, um, first Royal Rumble thoughts, dude. This was fantastic. Like I said, I I don't I think I said it off air before we recorded, but my I didn't watch this with Tessa, and she was bummed. Like she was like, oh, I love Royal Rumble. So I'll give you another one to watch. One of my favorites. Um, off air, but uh, long because I can't it was, remember which one. It is um, so future it, ones are a little shorter. They they lower the intervals. Okay. Um, between wrestlers, so the the newer ones last like forty five minutes. Uh, sometimes they can creep up to that hour mark. Um, but I, for me, because they started doing like we were talking about, and we'll talk about in future weeks, they started giving women all the same opportunities men did. So they had to start a women's Royal Rumble match. Okay. And so at the Royal Rumble, you'll get two in one year. And so oh, that's kind of cool. Kind of trimmed them a little bit. Um, but anyway, uh, Dave Meltzer famously World gives famous. matches a five star rating. What does Elliot rate? Dude, how's this not a five, man? A f- oh, see, yeah, right? you just look, it's fun. It's fun. I was entertained the whole time. The commentary was great. Um, You're damn right. I'm sorry. Even for the guys I didn't know, like it was fun to watch. Like Repo Man, I love Repo Man. I- IRS was great. Those were guys that I hadn't really known anything about. Um, and but then even like you know, Macho Man was a little kind of disappointing on my end because um, he just kind of is like always in the background. He never really kind of did anything crazy. Yeah. Um, but that's okay because, and I, I like how there's ebbs and flows where like you had like I don't know six or eight guys, and then you'd have two again. I thought that was yeah because really Hogan cool. came in and he eliminated like eight guys right away. Yeah, yeah, which is cool to me. Like that was yeah. I, I really like that. It was cool to have someone just come in and just like flip flip two or three dudes over. And right kind of like if you ever like, watch any future ones, that's kind of Cena's deal. Like Cena will show up and eight or ten guys will just go flying. Yeah, that's cool. I think that that sounds cool. And he seems like the kind of guy that could do that. You know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought this was great. This is a fan. This is per- this is about as perfect as you're gonna get. The nostalgia too, uh, and I'm not a nostalgic like guy for wrestling, obviously. But 
just the feel of it was cool. You know, the vibes it gives it. off it was really fun. <laughs> I agree. I, I would rate it the same. I it, largely considered the best Royal Rumble okay. um, by a, a lot of people. Um, and being that it was one where the winner got the title, I think has only ever happened one other time. Yeah, that's a cool um, premise, too. Yeah, because normally nowadays the winner gets to wrestle the champion at WrestleMania, right? Oh, so okay. essentially it's like a guaranteed ticket to be in the Super Bowl. That's cool. Um, and so that's and that started after this year. So Th- that's a cool before premise, this, though, too. Yeah. Before this, it was just like you just kind of win and you get your name out there. Hogan had won it the previous two years, you know, um, yeah. just because he was so dominant. Um, but after this. The, the folks that win it, they tend to get that next big push. Um, so I'll definitely cool. find some more rumbles. You can really just pick them. And especially if you stay around this, uh, I would say, 93, 94, 95. Okay. Those are all pretty, all pretty good, good. Yeah. I think. Once you start getting into the Attitude Era, like just before Stone Cold gets hot, they're kind of weak because it's when WWE has like some of the shittiest roster they've ever had. Um, but see, that's but anyway. right around the time when my wife gets into it, I think. Well, she's probably her, a little bit brother. later. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like that, but they're like coming. So that's what kind of interests her. Cause she's like, Oh, I know all of those people. Yeah. So, well, speaking of your family, Oh boy. I reached out to the lone listener <laughs> of the 10 week wrestling grass course every monday man i asked him i said hey what do you want to make elliot watch and he jokingly said make him watch a brawn panties match oh that's great and he said, that's his kind of match and i said no there are women today have done too much <laughs> to be relegated to the brawn panties match i will not take us back in time and he said okay Make him watch Triple H versus Stone Cold Steve Austin in a three stages of hell match at No Way Out 2001. And I said, yeah, that sounds like some shit Elliot would like. Okay. This is a two out of three falls match. Now, I can't remember off top, but the first fall. So basically, it's best two out of three, right? Okay. So the first fall is just a straight match. The second fall, I think, is No Holds Barred. Okay. Like, so they can hit each other with the chairs and yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The third fall, Ooh. if needed. Which, in hell. It's in hell. Please tell me. Spoilers. No. Spoilers. This is pro wrestling. Um, what do you think? Uh, is that third fall going to be needed? Just a guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's going to yeah, be yeah, needed. Yeah. I've never seen a two out of three falls match in wrestling. <laughs> there may be some. I've never seen one in before a third fall. That's ever. great. Oh, good. And they never should what makes wrestling great um the third one is a cage match oh great so they're gonna wrestle three matches each one with his own stipulation that's why i was like rick you're a genius great choice we're gonna watch it now here's the thing don't say genius you cannot say genius to him rick is a genius god damn you really he's a genius he's gonna play this podcast at work for everyone (laughs) to hear smartest man oh shit yeah and the other listener we had my wife is now (laughs) deleting (laughs) (laughs) we lost the listener well well praising the one listener you have now lost the 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 second one we had all right well uh regardless uh this is his fault but here's the here's the twist i've never seen this match okay so okay. you and i both are going in blind this is a that's uh, cool. this is about the time i had turned wrestling off after wcw died i was like all right i'm i don't care anymore and seven years later i got back into it but i don't know i don't know who wins this this is cool okay I'm, i don't know what's gonna exciting. happen this is exciting so, to me yeah nice yeah. I'm excited to watch this. Um, yeah. Obviously, Austin and Triple H, three of the big time, you know, all time greats. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, anything you want to plug, Elliot? Uh, yeah, you can always check me out on GamingNexus.com. I'm actually doing some reviews again. It's been a little while. I kind of taken a little siesta. Uh, I was really getting into Harry Potter. The Hogwarts Legacy was just really, it really drew me in. Anyway. Uh, you can check me out on uh, your other podcasts with our oh. our uh, good friend Eric. 
um, which uh, Spielberg chronologically, which is uh, I listen every week when I'm not on it. So yeah, there'll well, be a couple got... episodes coming up that I will not be listening to again. But uh, but I had been there, so I, I already know how the conversation goes. Um, but yeah, we did the uh, we're doing the Jurassic Parks, the the newer trilogy now, which is yep. So if you if you uh, get that feed and you just search Jurassic. Uh, yeah, you, you will find all of my annoying voice. Yeah, that's right. All of Elliot's episodes. That's Elliot right. actually has a good radio voice. It's just those things. Everyone hates their own voice, except for me, because I'm a narcissist. Do you really like the sound of your voice when you listen back? Oh, yeah. Do you really? Oh, man, I... It's so oh, good. God, I just can't... No, you know what oh. I think it is? I, I think it's therapy. Okay. I think you should go to therapy. And um, I don't mean that as, like, you no, have problems. No, of course not. Everybody sure. should go to therapy. But you'll start to love yourself more. I don't and hate then myself. you'll love the just, sound of your own voice. Man, I hate my inflections on things. Oh no! Like I feel like I get really high pitched on things when I get like excited. I'm like, oh, I don't like that. Well, there's times but, there are things that I think. So I think listening back is a good thing to do if you like recording and yeah, you want to sure, become sure, better sure, sure. at it. Because there's You're things that I do that I don't like. Oh, uh, I, mine was the ums. That I, I took me forever to get rid of my um umming. Mine is sort of like when I'm trying to explain something and I can't quite get the words in order and I keep starting over. Uh, uh, see, my problem when I was just podcasting full time with my wife, I would just cut that shit out. So yeah. it never sounded like it because I was just like, this is. But I don't want to do terrible. that much editing. Um, yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah, you can also check out that uh, <laughs> Spielberg chronologically coming near the end of that season. We're going to head into our third season with a new director. Um, and then, uh, of course, the movie Draft House, wherever you get your podcast, me and Mark arguing about movies. And uh, we have a very vicious argument over a, a, an episode coming up soon for the film Ravenous. So oh. I do point you in that direction because I get quite angry. Oh, good. Um, it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's worth a listen. So we'll see you next week for three stages of hell. Yeah, we're really kind of coming down to the, the end here. Yeah, really we've got little... your final exam. but uh, And then after, you know, Triple H and Austin, we're going to focus a little on some women's wrestling. Might, might cool. have more than one match for a change. I'm kind of excited. To show you where it was and where it's been because even – Never mind. I'll hold yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we'll yeah. discuss it then. But there were always incredible women wrestlers. Just men were running all the companies. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see you next week for week eight yeah, of the 10 we week wow. pro wrestling crash course. Till then, boys.